0: Uh, I think most people in evangelicalism, when they see a squirrel, thinks of Gene Clyde. It's really strange when you think about it. Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts, this is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the piney woods ladies and gentlemen i am your squirrel the host coming to you from the arn studios high atop the tallest tree in the piney woods good to have you with us it is tuesday the first day of november 2022 we're just moving through the year two months left and it's 2023 so we got a jam-packed next couple of couple of months we got uh Election, a week from today, we got Thanksgiving, a couple weeks after that. Then we got Christmas, a month after Thanksgiving, then New Year's, and and we are off and running into a new year. So, things are happening quick. Things are happening quick. This is Squirrel Chatter, a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the public reading of Scripture, secondarily to the public, <laughs> secondarily to my thoughts on various topics of the day. Ah, slow down. All right, our scripture reading today as we continue to read through the entire Bible in the Legacy Standard Bible is going to be Ezekiel 19-21, through Psalm 84, and John 7. And then I have a few thoughts because uh, election 2022 is one week from today. So the 2022 midterms are rapidly approaching. And I have a few thoughts as we kick into the final week of the 2022 campaign season. And the last week before the 2023 presidential election cycle begins. Mm. There's never a gap. We're going from one to another. And while the urgency builds toward the end of the election cycle, there's never a gap. There's always an election coming up. And this one's important. So we'll talk about it here in a little bit, and I wanted to let you know that I have an early morning bus thing tomorrow. So tomorrow's episode is going to be pre-recorded. I'm going to finish today's episode, I'm going to go have some breakfast, then I'm going to sit right down back in this chair, wearing the same T-shirt and everything, and record tomorrow's show. So, and then uh, then I will be back live on Thursday for Theology Thursday, and then Friday for Federalist Friday. So we're moving through the week, we're moving through the month, we're moving through the year. Happy November. All right, uh, let's see. Before we get started, Squirrel Chatter is a proud member of the Christian Podcast Community. You can head on over to ChristianPodcastCommunity.org. Check out all the great curated podcasts that are over there. And I did tell you what scriptures we're reading today, so without any further ado, let us begin, as is our practice, with the Prayer of Confession from the 1552 Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name, Amen. And now our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So now Ezekiel chapter 19. As for you, take up a lamentation for the princes of Israel and say, What was your mother, a lioness among lions? She lay down among young lions. She reared her cubs. So she brought up one of her cubs. He became a lion, and he learned to tear his prey. He devoured men. Then nations heard about him. He was captured in their pit, and they brought him with hooks to the land of Egypt. Then she saw as she waited that her hope was lost. So she took another of her cubs and made him a young lion. And he walked about among the lions. He became a young lion and learned to tear his prey. He devoured men. He knew how to destroy their fortified towers and lay waste to their cities. And the land was in desolation, as well as its fullness, because of the sound of his roaring. Then nations put themselves against him, all around from their provinces, And they spread their nets over him. He was captured in their pit. They put him in a cage with hooks and brought him to the king of Babylon. They brought him in hunting nets so that his voice would be heard no more on the mountains of Israel. Your mother was like a vine in your vineyard planted by the waters. It was fruitful and full of branches because of abundant waters. And it had strong, thick branches fit for scepters of rulers AND ITS HEIGHT WAS EXALTED ABOVE THE CLOUDS, SO THAT IT WAS SEEN IN ITS EXALTEDNESS WITH THE MASS OF ITS foliage. BUT IT WAS uprooted IN WRATH, IT WAS CAST DOWN TO THE GROUND, AND THE EAST WIND DRIED UP ITS FRUIT. ITS STRONG THICK BRANCH WAS TORN OFF SO THAT IT DRIED UP, THE FIRE CONSUMED IT. SO NOW IT IS PLANTED IN THE WILDERNESS IN A DRY AND THIRSTY LAND, AND FIRE HAS GONE OUT FROM ITS THICK BRANCH it has consumed its shoots and fruit so that there is not in a strong so there is not in it a strong thick branch a scepter to rule this is a lamentation and has become a lamentation chapter 20 now it happened in the 7th year in the 5th month on the 10th day of the month that some of the elders of Israel came to inquire of Yahweh and sat before me and the word of Yahweh came to me saying son of man Speak to the elders of Israel and say to them, Thus says Lord Yahweh, Do you come to inquire of me? As I live, declares Lord Yahweh, I will not be inquired of by you. Will you judge them? Will you judge them, son of man? Make them know the abominations of their fathers, and say to them, Thus says Lord Yahweh, On the day when I chose Israel and swore to the seed of the house of Jacob, and made myself known to them in the land of Egypt, when I swore to them, saying, I am Yahweh your God. On that day I swore to them to bring them out from the land of Egypt into a land that I had selected for them, flowing with milk and honey, which is the glory of all lands. I said to them, Cast away each of you the detestable things of his eyes, and do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt. I am Yahweh your God." But they rebelled against me, and were not willing to listen to me. Each one did not cast away the detestable things of their eyes, nor did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I said I would pour out my wrath on them, and spend my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. But I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of nations among whom they lived, in whose sight I made myself known to them by bringing them out of the land of Egypt." So I took them out of the land of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness. I gave them my statutes and made them know my judgments, which, if a man does them, he will live by them. And I also gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between me and them, that they might know that I am Yahweh who sanctifies them. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They did not walk in my statutes, and they rejected my judgments, which, if a man does them, he will live by them and my Sabbaths they greatly profaned. Then I said I would pour out my wrath on them in the wilderness to completely destroy them. But I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations, before whose sight I had brought them out. Also I swore to them in the wilderness that I would not bring them into the land which I had given them, flowing with milk and honey, which is the glory of all lands, because they rejected my judgments." And as for my statutes, they did not walk in them. They even profaned my Sabbaths, for their heart continually walked after their idols. Yet my eye had pity on them rather than bringing them to ruin, and I did not make of them a complete destruction in the wilderness. I said to their children in the wilderness, Do not walk in the statutes of your fathers, and do not keep their judgments, and do not defile yourselves with their idols. I am Yahweh your God. Walk in my statutes, and keep my judgments, and do them. Keep my Sabbaths holy, and they shall be a sign between me and you, that you may know that I am Yahweh your God. But the children rebelled against me. They did not walk in my statutes, nor were they careful to do my judgments, which, if a man does them, he will live by them. They profaned my Sabbaths. So I said I would pour out my wrath on them and spin my anger against them in the wilderness. But I turned back my hand and acted for the sake of my name that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations in whose sight I had brought them out. Also I swore to them in the wilderness that I would scatter them among the nations and disperse them among the lands because they had not done my judgments but had rejected my statutes and had profaned my sabbaths and their eyes were going after the idols of their fathers. And I also gave them statutes that were not good and judgments by which they could not live. And I pronounced them unclean because of their gifts, in that they had caused all their firstborn to pass through the fire, so that I might make them desolate, in order that they might know that I am Yahweh. Therefore, son of man, speak to the house of Israel and say to them, Thus says Lord Yahweh, Yet in this your fathers have blasphemed me by acting unfaithfully against me. Indeed, I brought them into the land, which I swore to give them, and they saw every high hill and every leafy tree, and they offered there their sacrifices, and there they gave the provocation of their offering. There also they made their soothing aroma, and there they poured out their drink offerings. Then I said to them, What is the high place to which you are going? So its name is called Bama to this day. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, Thus says Lord Yahweh, Will you defile yourselves in the way of your fathers and play the harlot after their detestable things? And when you offer your gifts, when you cause your sons to pass through the fire, you are defiling yourselves with all your idols to this day. And shall I be inquired of by you, O house of Israel? As I live, declares Lord Yahweh, I will not be inquired of by you, and what comes upon your spirit will not happen. When you say, we will be like the nations, like the families of the lands, to minister to wood and stone. As I live, declares Lord Yahweh, surely with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm and with wrath poured out, I shall be king over you. And I will bring you out from the peoples and gather you from the lands where you are scattered, with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm and with wrath poured out. And I will bring you into the wilderness of the peoples." And there I will enter into judgment with you face to face, as I entered into judgment with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt. So I will enter into judgment with you, declares Lord Yahweh. And I will make you pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant, and I will purge from you the rebels and those who transgress against me. I will bring them out of the land where they sojourn, but they will not enter the land of Israel. Thus you will know that I am Yahweh. As for you, O house of Israel, says Lord Yahweh, go, serve everyone his idols. But after this you shall surely listen to me. and my holy name you will profane no longer with your gifts and your idols. For on my holy mountain, on the high mountain of Israel, declares Yahweh, there the whole house of Israel, all of them, will serve me in the land. There I will accept them, and there I will seek your contributions and the choicest of your gifts with all your holy things as a soothing aroma i will accept you when you bring out when you bring you out <laughs> i will accept you when i bring you out from the people and gather you from the lands where you are scattered and i will prove myself holy among you in the sight of the nations and you will know that i am yahweh when i bring you into the ground of israel into the land which i swore to give to your fathers and there you will remember your ways and all your deeds with which you have defiled yourselves. And you will loathe yourselves to your own faces for all the evil things that you have done. Then you will know that I am Yahweh when I have dealt with you for my name's sake, according, not according to your evil ways or according to your corrupt deeds, O house of Israel, declares Lord Yahweh. Now the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face toward Teman, and speak, dripping out words against the south, and prophesy against the forest land of the Negev, and say to the forest of the Negev, Hear the word of Yahweh. Thus says Lord Yahweh, Behold, I am about to kindle a fire in you, and it will consume every green tree in you, as well as every dry tree. The blazing flame will not be quenched in the whole surface. From south to north will be scorched by it, and all flesh will see that I, Yahweh, have made it burn. It shall not be quenched. Then I said, Ah, Lord Yahweh, they are saying of me, Is he not just speaking parables? Chapter 21 And the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face toward Jerusalem and speak, dripping out words against the sanctuaries, and prophesy against the land of Israel. And say to the land of Israel, Thus says Yahweh, Behold, I am against you, and I will bring out my sword from its sheath, and cut off from you the righteous and the wicked. Because I will cut off from you the righteous and the wicked, therefore my sword will go out from its sheath against all flesh from south to north. Thus all flesh will know that I, Yahweh, have brought out my sword from its sheath, It will not return to its sheath again. Now as for you, son of man, groan with breaking heart and bitter grief, groan in their sight. And it will be that when they say to you, why do you groan? You shall say, because of the report that is coming. And every heart will melt. All hands will fall limp. Every spirit will faint. And all knees will be weak as water. Behold, it is coming and it will happen, declares Lord Yahweh. Again the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy. Thus says the Lord, say, A sword, a sword is sharpened, and also polished, sharpened to make us slaughter, polished to flash like lightning. Or shall we rejoice in the scepter of my son? The sword despises every tree. It is given to be polished, that it might be seized by the hand. The sword is sharpened and polished, to give it into the hand of the one who kills. Cry out and wail, son of man, for it is against my people. It is against all the princes of Israel. They are delivered over to the sword with my people. Therefore, slap your thigh, for there is a testing. And what if even the scepter which the sword despises will be no more, declares Lord Yahweh. Therefore, You, son of man, prophesy and strike your hands together and let the sword be doubled the third time. The sword for the slain. It is the sword for the great one slain, which surrounds them, and that their hearts may melt. And many will be stumbling blocks at all their gates. I have given the glittering sword. Ah, it is made for striking like lightning. It is wrapped up in readiness for slaughter. Show yourself sharp. Go to the right, sight yourself, go to the left, wherever your edge is appointed. And I will also strike my hands together, and I will cause my wrath to be at rest. I, Yahweh, have spoken. <coughs> Excuse me. And the word, of the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, Now, as for you, son of man, make two ways for the sword of the king of Babylon to come. Both of them will go out of one land and make a signpost. Make it at the head of the way to the city. You shall mark a way for the sword to come to Rabbah, to the sons of Ammon, and to Judah, into a fortified Jerusalem. For the king of Babylon stands at the parting of the way, at the head of two ways. To use divination, he shakes the arrows. He asks the household idols. He looks at the liver. Into his right hand came the divination Jerusalem, to set battering rams, to open the mouth for killing to lift up the voice with a shout for war, to set battering rams against the gates, to cast up ramps, to build a siege wall. And it will be to them like a worthless divination in their eyes. They have sworn solemn oaths. But he brings iniquity to remembrance, that they may be seized. Therefore, thus says Lord Yahweh, Because you have made your iniquity to be remembered, in that your transgressions are uncovered, so that in all your deeds your sins appear. Because you have come to remembrance, you will be seized with the hand. And you, O slain, wicked one, the prince of Israel, whose day has come, in the time of the iniquity of the end, thus says Lord Yahweh, Remove the turban and take off the crown. This will no longer be the same. Make high that which is low, and make low that which is high. A a Arun, a arun, arun I will make it. This also will be no more until he comes to whom the legal judgment belongs, and I will give it to him. Now as for you, son of man, prophesy and say, Thus says Lord Yahweh concerning the sons of Ammon and concerning their reproach. And say, A sword, a sword is drawn, polished for the slaughter to cause it to consume, that it may be like lightning. While they behold for you worthless visions, while they divine lies for you, to place you on the necks of the wicked who are slain, whose day is come. In the time of the iniquity of the end, return it to its sheath. In the place where you were created, in the land of your origin, I will judge you, and I will pour out my indignation on you. I will blow on you with the fire of my fury, and I will give you into the hand of brutal men, craftsmen of destruction. You will be fuel for the fire. Your blood will be in the midst of the land. You will not be remembered, for I, Yahweh, have spoken. This is the word of the Lord, now Psalm 84. For the choir director. According to the Gitteth of the sons of Korah, a psalm. How lovely are your dwelling places, O Yahweh of hosts! My soul has longed and even fainted for the courts of Yahweh. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the bird has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she sets her young, at your altars, O Yahweh of hosts, my King and my God. How blessed are those who dwell in your house, they are ever praising you, Selah. How blessed is the man whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring, the early rain also wraps up, with its blessings. They go from strength to strength. Each one of them appears before God in Zion. O Yahweh, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah. See our shield, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed, for better is a day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would choose to stand at the threshold of the house of thy God, than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For Yahweh is a sun and shield, Yahweh gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk blamelessly. O Yahweh of hosts, how blessed is the man who trusts in you. And now John chapter 7. And after these things, Jesus was walking in Galilee, for he was unwilling to walk in Judea because of the Jews who were seeking to kill him. Now the feast of the Jews, the feast of booths, was near. Therefore his brothers said to him, Leave here and go into Judea. So that your disciples also may see your works, which you are doing. For no one does anything in secret when he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself publicly to the world. For not even his brothers were believing in him. So Jesus said to them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always here. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I bear witness about it that its deeds are evil. Go up to the feast yourselves. I am not yet going up to this feast, because my time has not yet been fulfilled. Having said these things to him, he stayed in Galilee. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he himself went up, not publicly, but as in secret. So the Jews were seeking him at the feast and saying, Where is he? And there was much grumbling among the crowds concerning him. Some were saying, He is a good man. Others were saying, No, on the contrary, he leads the crowd astray. Yet no one was speaking openly about him for fear of the Jews. But when it was now the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and began to teach. The Jews then were marveling, saying, "How is this man become learned, not having been educated? So Jesus answered them and said, My teaching is not mine, but from him who sent me. If anyone is willing to do his will, he will know about the teaching, whether it is of God or I speak for myself. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who is seeking the glory of the one who sent him, he is true, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Did not Moses give you the law? And yet none of you does the law. Why do you seek to kill me? The crowd answered, You have a demon who seeks to kill you. Jesus answered them, I did one work, and you all marveled. For this reason Moses has given you circumcision, not because it is from Moses, but from the fathers and on the Sabbath you circumcise a man. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses will not be broken, are you angry with me because I make an entire man well on the Sabbath? Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. So some of the people of Jerusalem were saying, Is this not the man who they are seeking to kill? And look, he is speaking openly, and they are saying nothing to him. Do the rulers truly know that this is the Christ? However, we know where this man is from, but whenever the Christ comes, no one knows where he is from. Then Jesus cried out in the temple, teaching and saying, You both know me and know where I am from, and I have not come of myself. But he who sent me is true, whom you do not know. I know him because I am from him, and he seeks me. So they were seeking to seize him, yet no man laid his hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. But many of the crowd believed in him, and they were saying, When the Christ comes, will he do more signs than this man did? The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering these things about him, and the chief priests and the Pharisees sent officers to seize him. Therefore Jesus said, For a little while longer I am with you. Then I go to him who sent me. You will seek me and will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. The Jews then said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we will not find him? Is he intending to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What is the statement that he, can't, that he said, You will seek me and will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were going to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Some of the crowd, therefore, when they heard these words, were saying, This truly is the prophet. Others were saying, This is the Christ. Still others were saying, No, no, For is the Christ going to come from Galilee? Has not the scripture said that the Christ comes from the seed of David and from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So a division occurred in the crowd because of him. Some of them were wanting to seize him, but no one laid hands on him. The officers then came to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said to them, Why do you not bring him? The officers answered, Never has a man spoken like this. The Pharisees then answered them, Have you also been led astray? Have any of the rulers or Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd, which does not know the law, is accursed. Nicodemus, he who came to him before, being one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man unless it first hears from him and knows what he is doing? They answered him, Are you also from Galilee? Search and see that no prophet arises out of Galilee. Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Oh, sorry, that's chapter 8. We're only supposed to read chapter 7. Yes, I did skip uh, 753 through 811, the pericope adultery, which is not original to the scripture. So when we read chapter 8 tomorrow, we will begin at verse 12. Now, the Apostles' Creed. The communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting, Amen. And now the Collect for Grace. O Lord, our heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with Thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by Thy governance. To do always that is righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. Today marks one week until the 2022 midterm elections. Um, I'm actually driving an early morning bus trip on the 8th. So I dropped my absentee ballot off at the courthouse yesterday, hand delivered to the clerk of court, the county recorder. The, the person who is in charge of all that. And I handed it to her yesterday, so I have already voted. <laughs> um, but it is next week, and the polls are starting to shake out. Now, here's my opinion on polls. The vast majority of political polls are not put forth To indicate public sentiment, they are put forth in an effort to shape public sentiment. The pollsters have an agenda and it's not just telling you where the country stands. They want to guide you into where they think the country ought to stand. And and this is why, you know, polls are such news. They come out with... Remember, these polls are all paid for, for the most part, by the news organizations. They pay for these polls. They commission these polls. The polling agencies take the polls. And then the news agencies make the polls the big story. You know, his approval rating is this. In in the election, there's this candidate and this candidate. And usually the polls are weighted to favor the candidate or the position that the news organizations wish to see succeed. But toward the last week of the election, the polls tighten up. And they do this because the poll takers don't want to be shown to be So wrong. Remember 2016? I, like many of Americans, went to bed on the 2016 election, the night of the election. I didn't stay up to watch the results. I went to bed assuming that I was going to wake up to President-elect Hillary Clinton on Wednesday morning. When I woke up, I was relieved to find that Donald Trump had had won. I was absolutely convinced we were going to have President Clinton And, and that would have been a disaster for the nation. But Donald Trump won and we had four really good years. And the polls were all wrong and that embarrassed them. So now right before the election, they want to get it right. They'll be wrong for months before the election, hoping to sway voters, hoping to persuade people to vote their way. And, and it's really, it's called bandwagonism. They, they want to, okay, if everybody's going that way, then that ought to be the way to go. I'll go that way too. It's persuading, I mean, If all these people think this, they must be right kind of idea. But as the elections draw to the close, the pollsters want to be accurate. They want to be shown to have been right when the the, the election is over. And so the ballot, the the pollings, the poll numbers tighten up. And right now, one week from the election, the polls are starting to shake out to show a red wave. The red wave we've all kind of Known was coming that you know the Democrats will likely lose control of both the House and the Senate, and that's a good thing because that will help stop the extreme liberal um, agenda that the Democrats have been putting forward. Uh, extreme liberal liberal isn't even the right word. they're they're outright. Socialists, and then insane policies as well—the the demonstration of the depraved mind, the unfit mind that God has turned our nation over to in His judgment. The whole transgender, LGBTQ—it's—it's—it's it's, it's God's judgment on this land for rejecting Him. And a red wave to uh, slow that down would be a blessing from God. Having said that, the party that's controlling the legislature is not going to halt America's slide into depravity, slide, plummet into depravity the only thing that will halt the rush to immorality that we are seeing in America. See, we think we're immoral now. There's far, far we can go. <laughs> and and we, we, it, it makes me cringe to think of where we might be going. But the, the, the immorality that has taken our nation, could you imagine what would happen if we magically transported a representative group of 1950s American to today and showed them what it was going on and asked their opinion about it yeah. could you imagine how they would react most of the things that are now considered you know matters of personal choice in the 1950s were illegal routinely considered immoral wrong unjust if you had found out in 1950 that a high school teacher or a junior high teacher was a homosexual they would have been fired there's no way they would have kept their job and and most places under sodomy laws they'd have been fined at the very least it it was unthinkable yet now nobody bats an eye and and you know there 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 were people that would not be allowed near little children to teach them who are now filling the ranks of school teachers and this is this should not be well The political party in power, they're not going to pass laws against these things until and unless there is a cry for morality from the people. And the only way the people are going to turn from their wicked ways is if they hear and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ repent of their sins, and walk in holiness. That requires evangelism. That requires a movement of the Holy Spirit because we can't save anybody. Our job is to proclaim the gospel. It is God, the Holy Spirit, who convicts hearts and brings them to repentance. And so we pray for the Holy Spirit to move mightily in our nation. And we pray that God would send workers into the harvest. The church by and large has softened the gospel. And in doing so, we've created a vast multitude of false converts who think they're Christians, who have no knowledge of the Bible, who have no desire to live holy lives. And, and indeed, the easy believism under which they were converted tells them they don't have to. You're forgiven. Don't worry about it. That's not what the Bible says. And so, pray for the election. Do I want to see a red wave? Yes. Do I want to see the Democrats lose control of Congress? Oh, yes. Am I praying for that? You bet. Did I vote that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. So that's you know that's a that but that's still a secondary issue. The primary issue is to see repentance come to America. So we need to be faithfully proclaiming the gospel. We need to be talking about sin. Righteousness and the judgment to come. And we need to be doing it with a great deal of enthusiasm. But in regards to next Tuesday, stop electing Democrats. Stop electing rhinos, Vote conservative. Where possible, vote for a conservative Christian candidate where possible understanding that the, the gate is narrow and the way is straight or the gate is straight and the way is narrow yeah. skinny gate, skinny path that leads to life and few there are that find it yeah I, I think we have a this is one of the things where I think the, the post-millennialist air Christianity will never be in the majority Which is why there will be so much wickedness on the earth when the Lord returns, because we will never be in the majority. But we can pray that God will have mercy on us now, that we might have peaceful lives in which we can proclaim the gospel and worship God freely. And if that is his will, that's what will happen. But that should be the desire of our hearts. So stop electing Democrats. Stop electing rhinos. Vote conservative. Vote on Tuesday. Vote your conscience. Vote your heart. Vote biblically. And may the Lord bless you as you walk into the voting booth one week from today. And as for Tuesday... Go do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. See you again here tomorrow. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster.